and thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Dahl. Wow. That's among your best, Phil. It, w- it was passionate. Yep. It was, uh, it was bold, you know? Yep. And it was real. It was real. You feel the emotion. Yeah. It's great to be with you. It's honest. Yes. You know, and uh, I appreciate you being here under these tough circumstances. People are trying to get rid of us, Phil. The yeah. Twitter commenters, they want us gone. That ain't going to happen. When we record this the show here, we have to lock the doors because people come up. There's Protesters. An, yeah. And they're banging on the walls here. They're like, yeah. no more. We can't handle this. Yeah, and we're like, Here's the truth. Yeah. And we just speak it. Yeah. We speak the truth. We speak it. Uh, Eric, we should also mention joining us here in studio, trying out for the role of podcast supervisor. How did he get in here? Uh, he snuck in. Security yeah, not as good key. as it used to be. No. It's uh, Ben Verbronco's Ben Swanson. Always a pleasure. Thanks for letting me join you. How are you doing on this fine Thursday? Fantastic. Uh, if the Twitter commenters are asking on the weave, does that, would that make me the de facto host? I don't think so. I don't think That's so. Not what they even want. then, even That's then, I was not what that. they want. No, uh, Mr. Benver, uh, tough times for you these days. Not only are the Broncos three and nine, but your precious North Carolina Tar Heels finished the season on a three-game losing streak in football. Yeah, they've currently yeah. sunk outside of the top twenty-five in basketball. Yeah, there, there's talk about just disbanding the university. I think so. Your the thoughts. Field hockey your team thoughts. Is, the field hockey team won the the Natty, I think. So that's. Oh, okay. That's okay. You have that's that. nice. Yeah. Congrats nice. to North Carolina at Chapel Hills field hockey team. How are your cats doing? Dude, they're rolling. Really? Kind of. They beat Michigan state on the road. Football? Second consecutive year. No, we don't talk about football. <laughs> no, no. So they don't have uh, a football that was team. like a 38 to uh 32. Yes. The final. Yeah. A real bond burner. Yeah. You know, in football, they grow the grass real high there. They do. What do they Slow do in the down. basketball court? Oh, I can't really talk about it. Yeah, there's secrets. Yeah. Uneven. I'll tell you, it's it's something underneath. You don't even really see it. Yeah. Of course, you can't see it. Right. That would give everything away. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, my buffs are just... It's a good time to be you, Phil. I'll tell you what. Yeah. The only problem right now is that uh, the Avs are uh, currently battling some injuries. They're not playing particularly well. And uh, my Nuggets... Yeah, the Nuggets, we don't talk about we that. Yeah, I'm, those two, bad, buffs, buffs, good. Good. Yeah. The Buffs' biggest problem is too many recruits to handle. I mean, too what do many. we even do? Yeah, the portal. The portal going crazy. Yeah, the portal is going crazy. The portal is a lot like our inbox, just so many <laughs> yeah. messages. You know, like in Harry Potter, Dion. in the yeah. last one, when they open the door and there's that tunnel that goes all the way in the, in the movies. You open the tunnel from that bar, and then you can go all the way back into Hogwarts. Uh huh. That's kind of like that. They opened up that door, and there's just recruits trying to come in through that tunnel in oh, to see you. Got it. I thought you were gonna say in the first movie when all the letters are flying through the chute. No, no, no. And no, there's no. they're coming down the chimney. I know that one. Yeah, yeah and yeah, Harry's yeah. jumping up, and that's that's He's trying to get that's Coach them. Prime jumping up and grabbing to, all yeah, the exactly. Yeah, the yeah. Transfer options. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of Harry Potter connections. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, is your offer coming yeah. from Coach Coach Prime? No, he forgot about me. <laughs> I do have four years of eligibility left. That's nice. Yeah. So, what would you go get? You obviously would have to do some class, I think. 
You'd have do to I play a little to? bit of school. What do you yeah. think you would get your graduate degree in? Finance. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. after I made it to the league, I'd want to know what to do with That's all true. my money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If you, what would you do? If Prime called and he was like, I'm coming, are you with me? And you're yeah. like, yes, I am. I'd say, Coach, Coach Prime, Prime, I'm not here to show up. I'm here to show out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe architecture. I'm not here to play. I'm here to win. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, architect. architecture. Architecture. Yeah. Wow. Luck. Like Andrew Luck? I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know that one stinks. Oh, that one cuts yeah. pretty close. You didn't have to do that to me. Yeah, that one was close. That was a little too close for you. Eric, maybe we should talk about the Broncos for a little bit. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, we've got two fine topics okay. to discuss today. They're fine. Yes. Of course, we'll talk about the 13 uh, consecutive game losing streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, we should. And uh, you and I, we have differing opinions about uh, what a win would mean for the Broncos. Yeah. We disagree on this. But normally you are the one who takes a trip to negative town. I, I go to real town, keeping oh, it got it real. Yeah. When keeping it real goes right, that's where I, that's what I do. I don't know what that means. That's oh. an old Dave Chappelle. Oh. When keeping it real goes wrong. I, of course, was not born until the mid-2000s. <laughs> <laughs> of course. My apologies. So what's our other fine topic? Another topic is when you think about this Broncos offensive side of the wall, okay, there's been a lot of struggles this year, but I want to know – which player do you think has the most promising future? Who has the most promising future? Who has the who who has untapped potential that if they just dip a little into that could explode onto the scene in the NFL? <laughs> Got it. That was a good. Are you all right? Was, I'm a good tease. <laughs> There was a lot there. <laughs> I can really see what's happening. Not sure that I like it. <laughs> you like that? Or, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think, you like it or no? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> a lot of visuals. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. That was a lot. Yeah. So I think that uh, <laughs> that was pretty good, I thought. Um, so we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we've got a voicemail. Two. This week, that is going to probably shock some people. Yeah, you'll never guess. Yeah, <laughs> what this one voicemailer had to say. Let's just say one of our regular listeners uh -huh. had a lot riding on the game last week. Ooh, a lot. Like Ben Swanson. Yeah, and uh, uh, let's just say that his wife called in this week. That's how much was riding on it. Then My our regular listener, his wife called in. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to that I part. Know. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. Actually, a lot of people can't wait because that's the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. A lot. Of, I know a lot of people just skip over the football the talk. So, Eric, if people want to leave a voicemail, how do they do that? 707 neutral. <laughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 707 neutral. You call in, you leave a voicemail. There's two beeps. You say what you want to say. The two beeps is confusing. It is. But you can handle it. Our, yeah. our listeners are smart. 707 people. neutral. Yes. Or, Phil, you can leave an email. And, Tom, if you're listening, I want to be very clear here. If he's definitely listening. Neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. One more time. 
neutral zone show at gmail.com. And just so that Tom knows neutral zone show at gmail.com. And Swanson, why don't you explain what happened? Well, you just explain what's happened to Tom, uh, our good friend, Tom Magnetti. Yeah. He uh, sent an email, uh, apparently saying that he had been sending emails to the wrong address going back to at least August. Um, he was sending them to several different <laughs> emails, uh, I think. And Three he, months of... Even the fact that he eventually got in touch with us was, was kind of a minor miracle because he included several different email addresses in hopes that one of them... <laughs> so whoever runs the neutral zone at gmail.com or neutral zone at gmail.com... They're like, what the heck? They're yeah. like, what's Tom doing? <laughs> it's probably a lot of, like, referees. Yeah. From around that. Exactly. Yeah. But neutral zone show at gmail.com is how you get in touch with us. Yeah. So, Tom, I think you got it right. Eventually. Yes, he did. So keep the emails coming. And John Jornod, he has had no problem. He, he also got an email from him. Thank you, John. Well, what did he say? He was saying, uh, as normal, I make sense and you're entertaining. Oh. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> that's <laughs> I think great. I clean him up a little bit, but that's. It was like, wow, Eric's not entertaining. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, of course, you can also just leave a comment on our YouTube page. That's right. Uh, we're live every Monday. That's right. From uh, the uh, Breckenridge Brewery's farm home. In Littleton. In Littleton. That is off Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. It's a great, great spot. Great spot. We're there from 530 exactly. Yes. To about 615. Really, whenever Peyton texts us and says the main cast is about to begin, you guys got to stop. That's when we stop. Right. Kind of one of those exclusive window type deals. Yeah. We just don't want to compete compete against each other. Right. You know. So only a few more shows, five more shows left, four more shows. But yeah, five more shows, I think. Well, do we do one after the season? We'll have to see. I don't know. We'll have to see. At least four more shows. At least four. Yeah. Uh so please uh, we're also live on our YouTube page during that time. Join us. So if you can't come to the Dion will be there. Okay. He's coming. Right. Okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, he said I'm coming. I said, Okay, thanks, Coach Prime. You bring in Louie with him or no? Yeah. So Ben Swanson better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're live there on our uh in person, you can join us, or we're also live on uh through the internet. You know, we come through. You're selling this well. Yeah, and it's on the YouTube page. You can leave comments there. We're also, of course, on YouTube with this show on Thursdays, and uh, we get some great comments there too, like um, from Pleasant Language. Okay. Pleasant Language. The intro was hilarious. Thank you, Pleasant Language. Last week, we talked about Russ's birthday party. We did. No, no scandals this week. No. It was kind of boring. Pleasant Language, that's what I think when Phil talks. Yeah, it's pleasant. It's nice. Uh, Paul Martin, Paul Martin, Phil, outstanding hair as always. You must put me in touch with your tonsor, tonsorial, tonsorial, you got there. tonsorial parlor. I'm assuming that's where I get my haircut. I, <laughs> I use I'm context clues. We got to stop letting you pick the comments. Tonsorial. Let's get the definition. You got it uh, right off the top of your head. He wrote Mark Twain or he wrote, he wrote, uh, how yeah. yeah, pleasant language. Can yeah. I comment on that? <laughs> Eric, insightful commentary combined with delightful repartee. 
repartee. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> ben, you had a whimsical observation adding spice to the mix, and I hope to hear more from you. Great team effort. Thank you. These are the type of uh, people who listen to the neutral zone, okay? Yeah. Smart, educated, informed. Great vocabulary. Good vocabulary. Did we get a definition on tonsorial? Yeah, of or relating to a barber. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Mark Twain wrote that book. <laughs> um, I think that might be... Uh, Tom Sorial. Oh. <laughs> okay, I didn't get that. Tom Sorial. Ha K says, can you guys come to my birthday party? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> of course of, I can. I'll be there. One of those comments that's like, you know, earnest, and then you add the LOL at the end. Like, just, just kidding. Just kidding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other way you can get in touch with us is directly on Twitter. That's right, Phil. At Eric Delala with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH, at Benver Broncos, if you're upset about the emails or whatever, yep. or just upset in general. Yeah. Those are, of course, uh, Eric, non-traditional spellings. That's right, Phil. Um, at Edward McLeod. I don't know if that's how you say it, and I don't really care. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what does he have to say? He says, can we replace these two in the oh, draft? Oh, got it. And it's a picture of us at the brewery, yeah. of you and me. Sorry, Ed. Can I call you Ed? Eddie? I think you could call it whatever. <laughs> I don't think so. He said, And he spells Edward E-D-W. F, uh, f uh, four. <laughs> it's at E-D-W. This guy's got an F in Edward. Four. <laughs> put an F right in the middle of his name. No. That's not traditional. Instead of yeah. the E for Edward, he put the number four. It's strange. Or Edward what? instead of A. Maybe it's instead of an A. Edward. Are you Okay. I'm okay now. <laughs> just, it was kind of hurtful, so I kind of my yeah, you got, brain didn't work yeah, for a second there. True. So those are all the ways you can get involved in the show. So hopefully, Edward, I'm sure he listens. Well, I should also say there's one, one more thing. Unlock the doors here to the studio and blast into here. Well, sure, but for the last time, Phil, we've been promoting on this podcast oh, a, yeah. a little contest. You could potentially win a hundred dollars to the Broncos team store. It's true. Or $101 gift cards to the team store? Uh, yeah. If you go to denverbroncos.com slash podcasts slash neutral zone, you can fill out a form and enter, and we'll choose a winner. This is I think it's going to close after this week, so yeah, get, your entries, get your entries we'll, in. Final time we'll mention it. Yeah, and um, I don't think you're supposed to enter any other contests. Just, Just this Neutral one. zone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's 100% correct. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please do that. Eric, should we dive into our first topic here? I think so. Uh, that is the Broncos uh, facing the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. The Broncos, of course, have lost 13 consecutive games to the Kansas City Chiefs. That is not the longest losing streak to a single opponent for the Broncos. It's not. What do you think Whoa. it is? Uh, the Raiders. Any idea? Yeah, but what do you think the number is? Uh, 16. 14. Wow. So a loss this Sunday would tie it. Whoa. With yeah. one more loss, the Broncos would tie. The longest losing streak in franchise history against the same opponent. Wow. 
That, that of course, uh, started in the late 60s and uh, ended in the in the early 70s, that losing streak. Yeah. So. Probably not that early in the 70s. A lot on the line this Sunday. Yeah. You don't want to be related to those late 60s. You don't want to be in that company. No. So uh, my question to you, Eric, is a win against the Chiefs. Of course, that doesn't mean anything for this year's team in terms of making the playoffs or whatever. But what does a win mean overall? Well, Phil, I, I normally I think I'm the positive one on this podcast. I'd like to talk about, oh, if you just win these eight games in a row, you can make the playoffs, that sort of thing. Yeah, of course. I uh, I think I'm a little bit more down on, on this game than you might be. Oh. I do think, um, obviously, getting a win against a rival is always important. I think in that locker room, in the moment, those guys – deserve that winning feeling. They haven't had it much this year. Um, I think it just helps to think they deserve it. Yeah. I mean, these guys are still, they're still working hard. Okay. But what I will say, Phil, is that I think a big reason why people are like, it's important to break this streak is, is now we don't have to talk about it anymore. Right. You don't have to think about, Oh, you've lost 13 consecutive games to the chiefs. You don't have to face that storyline from the media. You don't have to get up there. And players have said this before, that they, they don't want to get up there and be asked about this streak anymore. Well, Phil, even if you win, when you play Kansas City in a few weeks, you're going to get asked about, oh, what was it like to stop the streak? And next year, you're going to get asked about, you know, if you don't win in Kansas City, which is, I think the Broncos have only, only three quarterbacks in Broncos history have won a road game in Kansas city in December, obviously this game is in, in January, but still a, a cold, tough place to play next year. You're going to get asked, okay, well you've lost this many out of this many. I mean, the, the storylines are still going to be there. So I think there's this expectation maybe that if the Broncos win this weekend, all that stuff goes away. You're back on even footing with the chiefs. Uh, you know, this, this lopsided rivalry all of a sudden becomes closer. I, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you that it doesn't make everything just go away. But I do think that uh, you got to start somewhere. And, and I sort of feel like the narrative that the Chiefs like just are dominating the Broncos, that won't go away until you win like three out of four against them. Yep. That won't go away until you win um, a big, maybe a playoff game against them, something like that, where then that'll end th- that narrative. But in order to get to three out of four, you got to win the first one. And I don't think like, say the Broncos win this one or they split the rest of this year, you know, and then next year, maybe you get one out of two. And then the next year, maybe you sweep the chiefs or or whatever. Nobody's going to look back and be like, Oh, that game in December in 2022, that the Broncos aren't playing anything for anything there. So it didn't really matter. I don't think that that is part of it. I think that you'll just say that's when the streak ended and now you're starting to work your way back into an actual rivalry here. And um, the other thing I think that a win could do is like um, Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Broncos. Like um, when you are like that, you sort of feel invincible, you know, like you're like, I, I dominate the Broncos. And so if you just get one win there, it's like there's a crack in the armor after that. You know, and then maybe the next time you play the Broncos, you don't feel exactly the same way. And so I feel like you just got to start from somewhere and 
this Sunday would be a good place to start. And you mentioned the Broncos still playing hard and that they would deserve a win. I think that in order to continue to believe into what Russ says at the podium, certainly what he says in the locker room, uh, what the leaders on this team, uh, what their message to their teammates are, you know, just keep working, keep believing this storm isn't going to last forever. I think like a win against the chiefs, while it wouldn't mean anything in the record column or anything like for playoffs or it, it doesn't really hold any value there. What it does hold is like some value of like, okay, uh, if we keep playing, if we keep going down this journey, here's something for us to believe in that like resulted in a win against a good team. Like here's like, here's like proof that this is, we're on the right path here. And I, I just think that beating your rival, anytime you can do that, it's good. Yeah, no, I, I agree that anytime you can beat your rival, it's, it's exciting and guys will be fired up in the locker room and, and there's value in that. Um, in terms of building off it, I just, if you go out and beat the chiefs and then you lose the next weekend to the Cardinals, that to me, it doesn't, then everything you've worked toward doesn't really matter. And obviously, like you said, you've got to win the first one to be able to win three out of four to win two in a row. But I think like you look at last year, you look at some of the previous years during this playoff streak or playoff drought, the Broncos have beaten good football teams at times. Last year, they went into Dallas, they smacked them around. They come back home and they lose to an Eagles team that I believe was three and six at the time and reeling. You look back a couple of years, you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, kind of on this really nice uh, play. You get yourself back into playoff contention and then you lose the final four to some not so great football teams to fall out of the playoff race. And I mean, you can look back 2017, you beat Dallas at home pretty convincingly. I mean, there's been some big wins over the last six years now. And so to me, you have to, a win over the chiefs in a vacuum to me, doesn't mean as much as if you're able to consistently earn wins. And when we talked a few weeks ago, Phil and said, what can the Broncos prove over the final six or seven weeks? We, one of the things I said was they've got to be able to stack some wins because next year, if you're able to say, Hey, we beat the chiefs. And then we went on a little run where we won three or four in a row. That's something you can say, okay, well that translates directly to us making the playoffs. If you beat the chiefs and then you drop a couple more games or, you know, you, uh, you go to Kansas city and can't be competitive and, you know, maybe you lose to a chargers team. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but without the ability to stack those things, I think it's harder to draw back on it as a positive experience and not view it as an outlier. To me though, the difference there, I agree with you that like uh, in a vacuum, it doesn't mean much, but I, I do think the difference between like the other big wins that the Broncos have had, like you mentioned a couple of Cowboys wins there or like some other nice moments the Broncos have had. The difference is like, this is a divisional opponent. And I think that, you know, uh, certainly the goal this year was to win the West and the most direct path to the playoffs is winning your division for the Broncos to ever get back to that point. They're going to have to be able to get past the chiefs. And so like the difference between like a Cowboys win and a chiefs win would be, you only play the Cowboys every like three or four seasons. And um, the, the chiefs you play twice a year always. And so for the Broncos, like say next year, if they want to win the division, I think that if they were able to beat the chiefs one of these final two times, 
particularly this Sunday. I think the next time you play them next year, when maybe there's actually something on the line, you could just recall that and be like, we beat this team last year. Uh, and, and the Chiefs still have a lot to play for. I mean, they're still in the running for a first-round bye. They want that number one overall seed. Like, they're still playing for a lot, so... Yeah, they can clinch the division this weekend. And, yeah, or they can... Yeah, exactly. They can clinch the division. So they're still playing for a lot, and I think that if there's something on the line there and you're able to beat them, you can recall that next year and be like, okay, this mental block or whatever the block is when it comes to the Chiefs, We've put a crack in that where next time you play them, you can, you, you just have a little more belief because I do think that when you play the chiefs right now, you're just like, I, I hope all, all you have is like hope that you're going to be able to beat them. I think that the next time, like say like next year, if you were able to win one of these games, you would have more than just hope. Yeah, no, I think you're right. in that you can go back and look and say, Oh, Hey, we did this. And, um, the players right now are getting asked a lot about how do you have belief without seeing something? And this would obviously give them a way to, to see it. I just, to me, it's almost like the Broncos are such a proud franchise, right? And, and they've got so much history and they've uh, won three world championships. And I, I, I don't want to say it's like a, a defeated mentality to look at, to be like, man, if we could just beat the chiefs this once, like it would be great. Like that's almost like how, uh, you know, Northwestern, you know, you, you look at, Oh, if we could just beat Ohio state, like that would make this season a success, even though we've only won a couple of games or like we could just knock off, you know, an unranked team goes and tries to knock off a ranked opponent. Like it's kind of disappointing or it's not kind of, it's disappointing that that's where we're at, that we're like, man, the, the yeah. playoffs are out of reach. Um, you don't have a chance of, of making the postseason, but if you could just beat the chiefs, like at least would like that to me, this is, focusing on it and making it too big is kind of amplifying like a moral victory. And I think this yeah. franchise is, is too good and too proud and has had too much success for, for moral victories. And so to me, yeah, go out and beat the chiefs and then stack a couple more wins and prove that this is not just a like, Hey, let's get up and, and beat this team this one time and more about, Hey, how are we ourselves turning things around? That's sustainable for the future because you, you hear, like after the Broncos won the Super Bowl in 2016, these guys talked about every week it's like a Super Bowl for these other teams because they want to be able to say they beat the defending champs. You should have a reason to, to get up and play well and win consistently without having to motivate yourself with a 13-game losing streak or the fact that they're your, your rival. That should just be the expectation around here. And, and it is, I think, still the expectation around here and why people are so disappointed. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but like the the strong history and stuff like that that was a long time ago of and like certainly none of these current players have been a part of that history oh and no no doubt i think that i think that that is where the broncos are right now if the jets make the playoffs this year the broncos will have the longest playoff drought in the nfl and so but uh, it's important also to not just accept that as the new standard. I think yeah, you've got to it's remain not the standard. Yeah, exactly. And there, there are some franchises where they'd say, oh, you know, okay, this is just where we are and we're going to accept that. I don't think the Broncos are no accepting that. That's clear in some of the moves they've made. We'll see what happens at the end of the year, but uh, it's clear even the last five years, every year the Broncos went out and tried to swing at it and, and yeah. put themselves back in a position to, yeah, to I agree. compete. 
uh, it should not be a standard, but that is sort of where they are. And, and, and more particularly like this year, there's not been a lot to celebrate. So a win that could mean a lot for this team. You know, just that there hasn't been a lot like uh, the, the Jaguars win sort of feels like uh, an outlier to me or like something that's sort of like different because the team was away in London and they won that game. And then it was the bye week. There wasn't like a lot of like, that wasn't like a changing type of a win or like a momentum starter or anything like that. So it just feels like, it feels like the only real time the Broncos were able to celebrate like a, a victory was that 49ers win. Yeah, year. of course. And so I think that maybe just a, a win against the chiefs or something like that, where you just feel like good about yourselves for a week. I mean, this is a week to week league. If you beat the, the Chiefs, you just feel good about yourself for a week. And I think this team really needs that sort of positive feel. I, yeah, I don't disagree. I, I just think, like, say the Broncos beat the Chiefs this weekend. It's a close game. And then a player gets up at the podium and is like, man, like, we showed we're back in this rivalry. And, like, that was a big win. Yeah, that like, would be misguided. That's that's not that's not the right tone. Yeah, that's our, I agree. And so, but that's kind of like what we're, that's what we're, talking about in terms of what should the the players like I would want a player to get I would want Russell Wilson to get up there and be like it was a great team win it's nice to get a win we got to get back to work and get another one this next week yeah no no doubt I mean like say you look at a team like the Raiders like they were really struggling they beat the Broncos and it sort of just kick-started their season a little bit and that and, and it sort of led to a nice little run here for them I think that a, a win against the Chiefs that could do something a little similar here for the Broncos down the stretch or five games to go a win against the chiefs. And then maybe you're starting to just sort of buy in a little bit more yeah. starting to believe. I'm not saying that's going to uh, fix everything. And all of a sudden you'll consider yourselves equals with the chiefs. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying a win could do a lot for this team. No, I, again, I, I agree with you there. I, I just think like if you, get up there and you say, or someone in the, a player in the locker room says, this shows us we can play with the chiefs. The reaction is going to be, okay, well you're four and nine and the chiefs are still nine and four. Like yeah. right now you're not competitive with the chiefs. And that doesn't mean I don't want the Broncos to win or don't think a win is valuable because you're right. It can start something that at the end of the year, you build some momentum, especially if the offense gets going. I think that's always valuable. I just think you have to make sure that the, after this win, you recognize it and the, the players and the, the coaches, if you are able to get a win, recognize it for what it is, which is one, even though it's yeah. against the chiefs, even though it stops a streak, it's one win and you've got to win a bunch more in a row because good teams fill teams that make the playoffs. You win uh, four out of every five games or you win, yeah. you know, four out of every six games. You can't go win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. You won't yeah. make the playoffs. And even if you do, you're going to be a low wild card seed and, I'll just, I don't want to pick on anybody, but going back to last year, the Broncos lost a really close game to the Chiefs and some guys came into the, the uh, press room and they're like, we played a really good game. Like we had them. We yeah. were the better team for a long time. And it's kind of like, well, you still lost. Yeah. And so I, I was thrown off by that tone of like, oh, well, you know, we competed really hard and we were really close. This franchise and this organization standard is not about being close to the Chiefs. It's about beating the Chiefs. It's about competing for playoff spots. It's about winning world championships. And so obviously a win's great, but if there is a win this weekend, I hope people just keep it in the proper context, which is that this is just a first step. And 
it shouldn't be a celebratory sort of uh, reaction. It should be a, a great, this is what we expect to do, which is win at home, which is win against a division rival. And it's great that we snapped this streak, but we've got work to do to go beat Arizona to win two in a row. Yeah. Uh, I think it kind of is that 24 hour rule that they, they always preach after a loss. You know, the same goes is true for after a win. Yeah. I do think that you could celebrate a win against the Chiefs. You don't, but, but you don't think if if they got to the podium and they were like, "We just proved we can hang with anybody in the league." Yeah, I wouldn't would get, say that. They would get torn up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't look at it quite like we could play with anybody because I think that, like you mentioned, consistency is what is the name of the game here. Right. You know, so doing it every single week. But I do think you could say, "Look, we beat the Chiefs. This is our." our rival and they've dominated this matchup. We beat them and it's something for us to file away for the next time we play them. And it, you know, like instead of, I do think that like you mentioned, they were happy about being close with the chiefs last year. I think if you could get over that hump and say, we beat them, then that sort of is the beginning of like, you know, that's just sort of a mental hurdle where they like, you can just if you can just get that monkey off your back, then then things maybe the air is a little bit cleaner, the sky's a little bit bluer, you know, the sun is a little bit warmer. Yeah. What else could I say? I, the yeah, coffee yeah. is tastes a little bit better. Yeah. I just uh, if I were these guys, the roses. Obviously, you got a long way to go to actually earn a win. I would be very careful about what you say. Yeah. In the press, because if you go out there and you say, you know, we're great now. Our, our defensive line. Uh, they got an edge to them. They like to go out there and make some proclamations sometimes. If you go out yeah. and say, oh, we've got Patrick's number now, or we've shown we can no. stop them, that's that's that not going to that's not going to play well. No. And this league, it's a week-to-week league. Anybody can beat anybody. You prove you're a good team, like you said, by doing it consistently. And so if these guys go on a little bit of run, and, they, and how many games left? Five. Five. If they can go, you know four and one or three and two. And you look up at the end of the year and you say, okay, Hey, we did some good things. We feel positive momentum going forward. I'm okay with that because that's sustained success over more than a month. But if, if you come out after this game and you're, you're yelling, Oh, you know, we showed, we can hang with these guys. We showed, we can beat them. Um, and, and you know, like we're, we're going to be right in the mix next year. Hold your horses a little bit. I do think that this team feels like they could play with anybody. Yeah. And they, they they've should, said they've that. been, they've been close against everybody except the Panthers, which was, yeah, what happened there? But you know they played well in in Baltimore, even when Lamar Jackson was in there. They played well against the AFC South leading Titans. They obviously beat the Niners. You know they they can show they, they played, but they do think that they can play with anybody, right? So so maybe just um, you gotta go do taking it. You gotta from, do yeah, it. going from that to winning against the Chiefs. I'm not saying that the, that'll cure all woes, but it will be something to file away for the next time you play them. And I do think, I do think that there's a real blockage here when you play the chiefs that when you play them, there's almost like sort of like a, especially the way the games against them have played out Mahomes throwing it left-handed Mahomes getting hurt in the backup coming in and just dominating Uh, Travis Kelsey seeming like playing like unstoppable, you know, he's playing like unstoppable. Yeah. Sound like somebody I know. Um, yeah. So anyway, I I think that uh, if you could just get past that and say, "Hey, we can beat them," 
you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So if you I, could do it. I agree. I agree with you. I just and, be very careful about what you say versus yeah. what you feel. Yeah. But I do think if you beat them the next time you play them, you're like, we can do this. We can do this. Yeah. You can, you, you can believe. Well, and then, you know, we can wait till they actually do it and then yeah. have to defend it. But there, I think there's also a difference between beating them once and then obviously beating them consistently because and, the Chargers and Raiders have also, they've beaten the Chiefs before while Mahomes has been there. They just have not done it very much. Yeah. I think Mahomes has lost three times. He's actually, Mahomes has played better against the Raiders and Chargers than he has against the Broncos. Well, the Broncos defense has he, done a nice job. Yeah. He's played much better in those matchups than he has in the, against the Broncos, but he's 9-0 and against the Broncos. Yeah. And he's, he's never lost an AFC West road game. I mean, yeah. And part of it is just, you got to beat him. You got to beat him sometimes. But, but part of it is also just like, this guy is really good. And yeah. it's the same way that I'm sure teams in the AFC East felt when Peyton, when uh, Tom Brady was there for a long time, teams in the AFC South and Peyton Manning was there for a long time. You just are always going to have to deal with this guy and realize that, Hey, even if we can split in a year, that's a good result against this team. It's like how other AFC West teams felt with yeah. John here. Because there is something a little bit about Mahomes that is very similar to John and the fact that you think you got him, you think you got him, you think you got him, and then all of a sudden something magical happens. Whereas, like, Manning and Brady, they would just dominate you and it was game over. I mean, Brady is two nights ago, three nights ago, whenever it was. Old Brady has to do it in the fourth. But he used to just crush you. At least, and definitely Peyton was like that where Peyton, there was like a feeling like if you didn't score every time you had the ball, it was, the game was over. Yeah. I mean, they both had plenty of, like, I think Brady and Manning are top two now in fourth quarter comebacks come from behind. That's wins. a nice way to say Brady just passed Manning. Well, I'm just, just saying, broke his I'm just saying that like they're higher than John in that category. Yes. But there was something like magical about the way, like, John did it where you felt like you felt like you had him beat. You need to be alone. The vibes were better. Not, I'm just saying you felt like there I was a sense of wonder. Yeah. You felt like he was down and that it was, you're like, this is our time. We beat him. And then no, you didn't. There was something. I would say there was something a little more magical about the way he did it. Yeah. Mahomes like, has that magic to him. There's a little mysticism. Like John was down 28 to three in a Super Bowl and came back to win. I guess Tom did do that. That's old Tom. <laughs> yeah. I guess That's he could really Tom. do that was anything. 10 years ago. He could do anything. He could crush you and come from behind. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He does whatever he wants. <laughs> oh. No, I like Tom now. Yeah. I, I cheer for Tom. I was kind of rooting for them to come back. Yeah. I think at some point you just say. You see a little bit you of yourself in him, right? No, no. Two, I just Two men just. <laughs> no. Slowly slipping away from their prime. Just trying to cling to one that. more moment of glory. If 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 I uh, I would take that if I could just even oh, yeah, just put myself in that ballpark. But would, do you see the way he walks in? They call it stadium in the ballpark. In, the, in his category, in his in his uh, stratosphere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you see him walk into the stadium the other day? I didn't. It's just he's just cool. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Cool. Like he's just like comfortable. Like Russ like puts on these suits and like looks oh like God. really you just, high. You end. got a blast. I'm not. At no, all no, no, times. no. I'm just saying it's different. It's not a blast. I'm just saying he's like sort of like a little more chic. Uh huh. When Tom walks in, it's just cool. 
I'm not. I'm not. Bla- there's no blast. I'm just saying it's different. You're like, like this, this guy. You're like this guy's school. cool, and then this guy who's different is this other thing. I I think Russ looks cool too. It's just it's the feel is different. Got it. You don't. You disagree. Do you not understand what I'm saying? I just like why well, I just don't like know. Russ I don't wears know. like a suit and like he like is like really put together. Tom and like his hair is like done. Tom like walks in and his hair is like blowing in the wind. He's got like. He's he's got like a relaxed f- look about him, like it's just like a, just like it just feels different. Yeah, you know we're, what I'm saying. I'm just we're just having a nice talk about Tom, and then you're like, and Russ. Well, because I was thinking about Russ's suit that wore that he wore the other day. Got it. I don't even know what Russ wore different. the other day. He wore like a black tie, and then it was like a like a nice tight. It was a nice suit. He was very like put together. Where Tom just like walks in and he's just like I'm. Tom Brady. I don't. I do whatever I want. What's our second topic? Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I, just for the record here, just because you can't comprehend what I'm talking about doesn't mean that I'm like crazy. You know what I mean? I understand what you're uh, trying to say. It's just is. Little, I think I said it. A little odd that, um, like. There's like a desire to just tie Russell to everything. Like you didn't need. You I didn't just need thought to. about. Oh, I was thinking, what's another quarterback who does it a little bit different than Tom does? Russ. That's what popped into my mind. That's not a blast. Okay. That's not a blast. I think your, Russ looks very that. cool too. He does. Swanson, you want to weigh in? You photograph all these guys coming in. Yeah, I mean, Russ doesn't always wear a suit. He, he did the other day. He wore a throwback. Uh, a D logo jacket. I think maybe the week or two mm-hmm. before that, he wore like this uh, fuzzy, just kind of. Uh, I'm not. I I'm not saying anything different. Like I'm just saying the other day he wore this suit, and yeah, I remember so that comparing suit. like one week. Yeah, sometimes sure Tom, Tom wears, wears a suit. suit. Yeah, of course. I'm just comparing oh, what I, they <laughs> did this past week. I think this is stupid. This is compelling. Wow. <laughs> this is compelling. Brett Rippin, though, he always dresses. He's just give me Brett the Rippin's strength cool. to get through this next how, f- two hours from the, <laughs> that it's left here. Okay, let's move <laughs> on to topic number two. Uh, we're talking about the most promising player on the Broncos' offensive side. I think we'd both agree that the most promising player on the defensive side is Pat Sertan. Yes. But on the offensive side, the side of the ball that's struggled this year. Yes. Who's who's somebody who you're like this guy could become like a legitimate player in this in the NFL? That's like he's going to be a guy for this Broncos team for a long time. Yeah, I think uh, Jerry is an interesting guy. I, I just don't because I think he might be overall the most talented player still from a skill position standpoint. But I I just think the way things have gone for him here, there's just a lot of uncertainty. You know, like they, the Broncos got to decide this offseason. Do you pick up his fifth year option? Is he going to, you know, be extended? Is he going to be around? So I gravitate more towards a guy who's going to be here for at least the, you know, you know, he's going to be here for the foreseeable future, which is Greg Dulcich. Yeah. Uh, I think his speed, his ability to cause a mismatch, um, those soft hands, uh, the hair, yeah. the hair is really important. The hair is soft. The hands are soft. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the hair is soft. It's soft. It's soft. No product in that thing. It's just make conditioner. It softer? Oh, it's just I, conditioner. oh, I see what you're saying. You know, Why nothing. would you put product in it? Uh, that's what I'm saying. He's not. He doesn't put any product yeah. in it. It's soft. Like it's. There's nothing that's like holding. What it. if it's coarse though? 
I don't know. Maybe the conditioner combats that where it's still oh, very silky nice. smooth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. That's true. Uh, I just think he's, he, uh, you need one of those guys in, in today's NFL, I think, that can challenge uh, defenses the way that Greg Dulcich does. And it's kind of this hybrid player. It's what the Broncos hoped uh, Noah Fant would be, obviously. It's what they hoped Albert O would be. I think Greg Dulcich has shown that he can be that guy and obviously needs to be more consistent. Um, but I believe he leads all rookie tight ends in receiving yards despite missing seven games this season, six games this season. He's played in seven. Yeah, missed six. Um, and so he's off to a really good start. And I think if you're the Broncos and you're looking at moving forward, how do we fix this offense? You view Dulcich as a big piece of that. I think the Broncos have only played 12 games. 12 games. He's missed five. Missed five. Yeah. Uh, not to blast Jerry, but do you think at this point you know what Jerry is? Yeah, I do. And I, and I think when he's on the field, as he showed against the Ravens, he is the most, still the most talented player yeah. for this Broncos offense. I just he, think I know who he is. At like if you look at, um, right, but I, I think he's significantly ahead in terms of like talent that you don't know if somebody else can even get there. So that's why I would consider putting him there. Like if you look at, he's got the most uh, average separation or most like in terms of against man coverage, there's nobody better in the league. He does a really nice job there. Um, Only played 20 snaps, had four catches. He's shown his ability. The problem is, is that there are times where he's not available or, um, you know, he gets frustrated and, he hasn't shown that ability to make the, in my opinion, the over-the-shoulder diving catch uh, that the Broncos have had in the past from a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. I would say is a similar type player. Emmanuel is probably more able to make that type of play. So, I I'm not sure what the Broncos' plans are, but certainly they're reaching a point here soon where they've got to make a decision on Jerry Judy, and it's just it's going to be a tough one based on. The, the production does not match up with what you what you hoped it would, it be. would be based on the talent that's there. I agree. I agree. Uh, this year, Jerry has uh, 34 catches, 514 yards, and three touchdowns. Dulcich has 25 catches for 319 yards and one touchdown. So I, I would agree. I, I think that Dulcich is... How many games has Jerry played in? He's missed... Uh, hold on. Jerry has played in 10. So, so on a per game average, Dulcich is higher. Swanson, fact check. Just, uh, Math. And just receiving yards. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, Jerry would be at like 54 or something. Similar. Jerry's at 51.4, 45.6 for Jerry. For Dulcich. But he's a tight end. So Yeah. I do think that he is the guy who you could see – like if he, like I think I, I think we agree that Jerry is what he is. I think that if Greg continues to rise, sure, yeah, he's got the physical skills where he could be in a category with some of the elite tight ends. Like if he put on a little bit of weight, if he continued to work on his route running, uh, I think that he has a potential. He's got the speed, he's got the size that you could be like this guy could be the best tight end in the NFL if he well, continued on. I do think he's got those tools. Yeah. Now, now doing it is a different deal, but 
I think that when the Broncos have shown like um, that he is a big part of what they're trying to do that day, like if he is a part of the game plan, I do think that he's come through where he's like, he's open a lot. He's, he makes all the catches that are like possible. Like when the ball is put in an area where he can make the catch, he makes a catch. Yeah. And he can do different things. He can make the over the shoulder grab. He can make the play down the field. He can make a short catch. Yeah. Yeah. He can do a lot of different things. I think to get to that next level, you've got to obviously improve your blocking, which every tight end every year is like, I got to improve my blocking. It's one thing to say it. And one thing to actually be able to do it. And when you look at George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, those guys can do it. And so they make a lot of touchdowns. They, they do a lot of touchdowns. They do the nice touchdowns. And so um, Greg's got to add weight to do that. But you've also, you know, you've got to decide how much weight do you want Greg to put on so yeah. that he can. Don't slow him down. So that you can maintain that. Because I think one of the things that makes him really good, which is I think different, like Travis Kelsey, incredible player. He's going to body you. He's going to um, box you out for catches. He's probably not going to run by you. No, no, that's that's not his game, especially at this point in his career. Yeah, um, Kittle could run by you. Yeah, but but Travis is not probably not going to run by you. Greg right now can run by you and make that big time play. Yeah. So you don't want to lose that. No. I think it's okay to admit that your game is a little bit different than Travis Kelsey's, and you're not exactly the same player. No, and still have that type of impact and put yourself. He's almost. I kind of view Greg's you know, his progression, maybe you can get to like a Darren Waller oh, type yeah. guy where, you know, Darren, better Darren can, oh, absolutely. Especially, you know, he hasn't had the year he wanted, but last year I think everybody was talking about him nearing that same class with Kelsey and Kittle. Waller can run by you. He's obviously, he's not quite as big, like he's tall, but not uh, like giant. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that's kind of the, more of the mold that Dulcich could be. Yeah. And Waller, when he's on, you can't stop that guy. I mean, he's, yes. he's torched the Broncos certainly before. Yeah, his game is not the same as Kelsey's, but I do think he could be one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Like even like a Vernon Davis for a long time there was one of the best tight ends in the NFL, different than Kelsey. Yeah. So I think Dulcich is that guy, and there's not a lot of them on the offensive side where you're like – Oh, the potential. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with the tight end, you just – when you think about a tight end, you think about Travis Kelsey or yeah. uh, Greg Olson, like these big guys, a Shannon, like these big Rock. guys. Yeah. Th- that are, they can hurt you in both the, the pass game and the run game, but maybe they don't run by you. Yeah. I think we're moving more toward a smaller type tight end with speed. Um, I mean, Greg, quite frankly, he just looks like some bigger receivers. Well, he was a receiver and then moved into a tight tight end position. Right. But and right now the Broncos don't have a lot of size. I mean, if you look at the Broncos receiving group this week at practice, they're small. Yeah. Small. Yeah. I mean, you've got Brandon Johnson is probably the biggest guy out there. Well, he's big, but yes. He's big, but, but he's Kendall Hinton, small. Montreal Washington, small. Jerry. Jalen Virgil, Virgil, small. Jerry, small. What did I say, Swanson? Go ahead. <laughs> Relax. Um, yeah, Brand Johnson, 6'2", 195. That's oh, not, that's not that, that big. That I mean, like, this this Because off- Corlin Sutton, of course, is out with a hamstring injury. Right, and Tim Patrick is out for the season. Those were supposed to be your two big guys. Yeah. But even this summer, like, 
Brandon Marshall came by training camp. That guy, Big. that guy's bigger than Tim Patrick and Corland. And so his nickname was the beast. So like the, that's like, when you think about the big wide receivers, Dulcich isn't even like that size. Yeah. So it's just, we're moving in a different direction in terms of speed and speed, quickness and change of direction. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, when you look at this Broncos offense, there's not really anybody else that you're like, oh, his potential, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, in terms of young guys, I guess, and it's not like the this. Sorry, I'm better. I'm back. It's not like the the sexy, glamorous pick, but I think you could look at Quinn Miners and say that guy's got potential to grow, grow into like being one of the better guards. He probably needs to stay in the same system and not keep changing offenses because that doesn't help anybody. But I, I think you could look at Quinn Miners and be like, he's got the physical tools. Um, to develop into that type of guy. But obviously that's not possible. I guess it's possible with Quinn. That's, that's not um, glamorous to be like, we've got a guard with a lot of potential. Yeah. And I think that the feel last year was like, Oh, these young guys are, could really take a step. Javante's going to take a step. Uh, Quinn's going to take a step. Cushionberry's going to take a step. That has not really materialized this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the run game obviously has been better with Quinn in there than those yeah. weeks when it wasn't when he wasn't in there. But there was sort of this idea that like this D three player came in oh, and yeah. got some time as a rookie. And if he's just able to work on things and, and be at this uh, NFL level for a little while, he's going to, he's got the tools, but we didn't see that. He's not, I don't think he's taken the step I was expecting this year. Not a, not, not a shot at him. It's just, it's been a tough year for everybody. Yeah. And I, it's, I think it's also hard to evaluate, individual linemen when the person they're lining up against lining up next to every week is different. Changing. He's played with a bunch of different right tackles. Uh, obviously he was out for a while. I played next to Lloyd Graham's come in there. I mean, there has been a, a revolving door at the offensive line. And they said before the season coaches said before the season, listen, we're going to need everybody. You play everybody over the course of the season. I don't think they expected it to be like this. And so it's hard to evaluate an individual when, I mean, like there were, there were some plays against uh, Tennessee where how do you evaluate what Dalton Reisner is doing when Luke Wattenberg is next to him and yeah. doesn't, doesn't know who to pass off or, of or what the protection is. I mean, that's yes. And a lot of these guys were drafted to play for Mike Munchak in a different, totally different scheme. Yeah. Quinn. So for the, for you to just assume, okay, they're going to change schemes and just be, take a step at the same time. Oh yeah, no, they're really gotta, difficult. You've got to find a scheme that fits some of these guys, or you've got to stick with the scheme and get. I mean, that's George Payton said that before the year. It's hard to draft. It's hard for these players. It's hard to have any sort of sustained success when you're changing what you're running every single year. Yeah, but just across the board. Um, but Dulcich should Dulcich yeah, should be able to, regardless of no matter uh, what you are playing, he should be able to find a place. Yeah. And I think there's some like, oh, well, let's see what Brandon Johnson can become or Jalen Virgil. And certainly Russ has talked about those guys a lot, their work ethic and their dedication and everything. But I do think that just from a talent perspective, those guys, those guys aren't like Greg Dulcich. No, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe Brandon Johnson develops into a guy that can be like a Tim Patrick. But Tim Patrick, he beats you because he outworks you. He beats you because he's passionate. He beats you because um, he's reliable. You know, all those things. 
I think Tim himself would tell you he's not the most talented player, yeah. but he's he's so good because of all the other things. Yeah. And so in his size, it's yeah. At some point, you've got to have those blue chip type players, like a Pat Sertan. Yeah, you know, like Pat works hard and is smart, but he's also just really good. Yeah. Um, I would say a couple other guys, Javante. You just the reason I think we're not mentioning him is you just don't know how he's going to respond to this injury. Yeah. Um, certainly you would hope if he gets back to full strength, he has the, still has that potential to take a step, but I think this injury just, you don't don't know what's going to happen. And then the other guy, it's probably not quite what you intended with this question in terms of potential, but in terms of whose game can take a big step forward, I think Russell is the obvious answer there that if you can find something that makes him more comfortable and he can jump back to where he played before, I think it opens a lot of things up and that at the end of the day um, you need a big jump in quarterback play from where it has been this year. And so if he can do that, I think a lot of these things can, can be fixed yeah, a lot more rapidly than if you're just assuming the quarterback play is going to stay the same. Yeah, of course. I think this was more of just a, a yeah. young guy who's going to ascend to a, a level of greatness. Well, yeah. How did I say it in the intro? I don't remember. It was, a, it was hours ago. Something about, was it exploding? Yeah, I, I remember yeah. exploding. Yeah, yeah. Dipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Some dipping and then some exploding. Yeah. Uh, should we get to our voicemails? Yeah. So, Swanson, why don't you kind of tee it up a little bit here and explain wh- what's happened? No one tells stories better. Yeah. Uh, well, Everybody think, settle in. I think it was back in May when the schedule came out. <laughs> and... uh we looked at that Baltimore game on the schedule, and for one of our longtime listeners and most avid callers, I would say, Zach with a C, uh, he rang in to say that he had a lot riding on this game. Yeah, here's a, here's a voicemail that we got from Zach with a C back in May. We wouldn't need positive vibes on this Baltimore game. So me and my wife, we just had a little baby. And uh, the Baltimore game, I think, is going to be his fandom is up in the air. So we are going to need some positive energy going against Baltimore. Um, I need it to start right now. We gotta, we gotta get all the people to call in. We gotta get all the positive energy going on this, this Baltimore Ravens game. Cause my son is not going to be a Ravens fan. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Um, oh, and then I guess the other question is what jersey should I look at buying him? Uh, when we beat the Baltimore Ravens on December 4th, 2022. Okay, well, obviously, we just played that game and it didn't go as the Broncos had hoped or as Zach had hoped. You could kind of hear the baby in the background in the voicemail. Yeah. You could hear the baby in the background, so it's real. Yes. That's what I'm saying. This is a real, this is a legitimate conundrum for Zach with a C. Yes. Yeah. And so. And he also asked what jersey should he get for his kid after the, you know. Because his kid, he's assuming, is going to be a Broncos fan. That's right. What you would Sertan, maybe? I think that's. Get him a Sertan jersey? What do you think you do? We suggested Javante. Well, and, you know, after the game, it's kind of rough. And we didn't expect to hear from Zach, but a different caller rang in. Mrs. Zach with a C. Hi, this is the wife of uh, Zach with a C, non traditional spelling. 
I just want to say me and my son are very excited to continue rocking Ravens gear for the rest of the season. Uh, caca. So, so the baby's still there. You can hear the baby in the background of this one. So that's good. Not Eric, touch and go. Yeah, what? I don't know what you're what? talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so what would you think, uh, Swanson, when you got that? Just amazing. What a callback. Yeah. One of their finest ones. The caca. That's nice. As much as it pains us, that's a nice uh, kind of. Is that what a raven makes? Or no? I think so. A caca. I think it's more of a like, a, like no, a hawk. Maybe no caca. Like caca. Ah. Yeah. <coughs> like that, I think. Yeah. That's true. Either way, a nice uh, kind of echo of what uh, Zach usually does at the end of his voicemails, which is the. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, roll. I can't do it. I'm right. sorry, Zach. Roll country. Roll country. Yeah. Man, are we so we lost a Broncos fan. Sorry. Well, maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe he could still be convinced. Yeah. It's not well, like that's the only time we're going to play the Ravens. Zach with a C Jr. Sorry. I don't know what, yeah. What does he, maybe he could keep flip-flopping. Or or what about this? What if he got a Flacco jersey that was cut in half? Yeah, one half side was Broncos, ra- half yeah. Ravens. Yeah, there's a lot of pain. But commemorate like those six games. Yeah, was it six? If that eight, I remember a couple of nice wins. What about a Kubiak pullover? Beat the Chargers. Three wins. A nice I Chargers think, right? win. Uh, a Jets. Or no Titans. Titans win. Right. Yep. Um, and then what was the third one? I think. Uh, maybe that was a, 2019, right? Yeah. Maybe a Jets. I think a Jets. Maybe a Jets. Yeah. I kind of feel Jets. Of course, it all a, came to an end against Indianapolis. Kind of oddly yeah. came to an end right after he criticized Rich Gangarello. He Weird. He just had two wins. Chargers, Titans. Two wins. What about the Jets? Didn't the Broncos shut out the Jets? Maybe they shut out the Titans. Yeah. Shout out the Titans. Jets. We yeah. just were like, I we just, just assumed they beat the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah, nice little Flacco right down the middle. That could be nice. That'd be good. Yeah. Maybe a Jerry Rossberg jersey. Yeah. I was going to say Kubiak. Gary Kubiak. Oh. Mm. Kubiak is a Bronco. Wow. Rossberg, of course, is John Harbaugh's best friend in football. That's right. We learned Who's that. your best friend in football? You. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. So not Russ? I can't believe you. Is Russ, who's your best friend? Russ. I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> I'm going to need a moment. To like, so you're taking this. a shot by saying I'm your best friend, huh? I'm taking uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Why'd you even have to bring up Russ? Gosh. Okay, well, thank you very much, uh, Zach, with the C family. I know why you. That was very nice. Huh? I know why you do. A why? personality defect. Oh, you think I have a defect? Because I sort of feel like I'm just perfect. One, just, one of them. <laughs> just one defect. <laughs> kind of a lemon. <laughs> Sorry, you can't return me. <laughs> you can't return your friends. <laughs> Sort of like, you know, you like say, you can't would pick you your say family. you're silver or, or you're gold? What do you mean? You make new friends, but you keep the old. What? You never heard that? 
make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other is gold. Oh, you never uh, heard that before? I've never heard that saying. Oh, uh, you have to have multiple friends to have heard that. I guess so. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. why you're my only friend, yeah. <laughs> but apparently I mean nothing to you. So. <laughs> Are you okay over there? Sounds like you're going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to get, continue on? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for those uh, voicemails. That's right. Appreciate it. That's dedication. You know, we teed it up really nicely. Yeah. Uh, how how do people do that? How do they leave a, a voicemail? Seven oh seven neutral. That's one way. Seven oh seven neutral. Or you can leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail dot com. Yep. Or YouTube comments. Hit us up on Twitter directly. Yep. At Phil Milani with a PH, at Eric Delala with an A, and at Ben Barbroncos. You spell Phil P H I L L, is that right? Not Phil. Oh. No, no, no. But why not? Philip. Two L's. But why not Phil with two L's? I think that could get Messy. confusing. Messy. It's kind of like an underscore. If you had like an underscore, it yeah, can like be a tricky. little confusing. It's tricky. Sometimes that can be confusing. Are uh, your DMs open to slide into if people no. are interested? No. Closed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're closed. Got it. So I'm what about you? DMs open or closed? I think they're closed. But how do you spell Denver Broncos? I don't really. I, even, I don't even understand it. Yeah, it's kind of confusing to me. It take too long to explain. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, those are all the ways you could get involved in the show, or you could just come up and meet us in person. That's right. Every Monday, from five thirty to about six fifteen. Yeah. At what's your address? At uh, Breckenridge. <laughs> oh, at Breckenridge Brewery. Brewery, right? Yeah. That's uh, off of Santa Fe and Murray Lane. That's right. You can follow Phil home. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Although welcome you in. Security, I sort of have a police escort. Detail, yeah. yeah. You've got this giant truck, don't you? I don't drive personally. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Right. I get into a, a vehicle. Like court mandated? No, 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 no. The Broncos pay for all this. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. It's for safety. Yeah. Because of the fans. You. Oh, because of me. Yeah, you just try to give out. Yeah. All this information. Oh, right, 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 right. Eric, any shout-outs this week? Oh, you shout-out our guy, Reed, of course. He's the one who makes this podcast happen. Yeah. He's on a high like me with Dion. With Dion, yep. We're riding it. Yeah. There, I don't know if it's true or not, but CU plays CSU tonight, and there's some rumors that maybe Dion might make an appearance. Oh, where's the game? At Bold, it's in Boulder. Oh, it's at you the don't CU just, Event Center. Yeah, great name. You don't just go in there and win. No. no. The court, it's down. Anybody who hasn't no, been there, no. you have to walk down. Yes. It's a little bit terrifying. The, of course, what's interesting about that arena is that the hoops come from the ceiling. They There's no stanchion. And so sometimes that makes it hard for some people to shoot on. Mm, but not you. Because it's just a float. It's sort of just a floating. Do they do like a pregame uh the free throw floats. like uh, the Nuggets? I don't think so. Maybe Dion could. Maybe Dion could do dunks. Before. You think he can still dunk? Well, he was out on the court. There was some video. Of course, video cameras follow him everywhere. Yeah, he took a shot, airballed it. No, Shadur. That? Shadur, the new that's CU your quarterback. quarterback. That's your quarterback. He kind of gave his dad some grief there. Yeah. Gave him the ball back. Next shot, swish. Pure. Nice. Pure. So he's had some health issues, right? So maybe he can't dunk. Uh, yes, he had some blood clotting issues. He had to have two toes amputated. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Still kind of walks around with a limp a little bit. Yeah. 
So Coach Prime, you know, he perseveres. Yeah, he can do with eight toes what everybody else can do at ten. Yeah, more eight toes. He can do more. I was gonna. <laughs> I passed on that. Yeah. Thanks, Watson. <laughs> that, was, that was a little much. Wow. You're just gonna talk to Coach Prime like that? Yeah, you don't. Please, you don't, don't talk don't to do that. With some like respect, that. please. Yeah. Uh, also, of course, shouting out to uh, Liz Geralds. Yeah. Well, with Reed, I was gonna say um, he has a great article on the top ten sports, sports video games of all time. Yeah, what is Swanson's problem? And uh, everybody should search that. Read yeah. top 10 sports video games. It'll probably pop right up. Some good options on there. Yeah, maybe that's for an off-season podcast. We could, we could have them on, discuss them. Yeah. Rank them. Rank them, yeah. Of course, mine is a Madden. Yeah. I think Madden is. What's yours? Um, I used to enjoy playing NFL Street. Oh, you like jump off walls and do backflips. That was fun. I I also I, I agree with you that the Michael Vick Madden is hard to beat. That. Yeah. The NFL blitz on N64. That's an old console. Yeah. You probably don't know. Oh, I've played that. Oh, well, some power ups. Yeah, exactly. You do have some cheat codes before. Yeah. So yeah, big head mode, big head. Your whole uh, life's yeah. on big head mode. I was going to say it too. But <laughs> wow. I didn't get it out fast enough. <laughs> This is uh this has been a <laughs> welcome to the blast zone. <laughs> yeah. You said uh Liz Gerald? Yeah, that's what Yeah, some good community. The holidays. Holiday spirit. You there's a lot to be done in the community right now. That's right. So shout out to Liz Gerald's. She did some card decorating. That's true. And and then she gives those away. That's nice. Ben Swanson, you decorate any cards for yeah, children? Yeah, Ben Swanson, you ever do any anything like that? Previous years I have. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this. I know. I know. I'm talking about this season. This, this, year, this year, kids do not matter. Don't matter. We had a previous your comment. Yeah. Any comment? Take your big head comment and get out of here. <laughs> I wish I could. This podcast is awesome. You got a big head. Swanson's got a small heart. The door is locked. <laughs> yeah, what do you have? I can't really talk about Perfect. That. You're just yeah. perfect. Yeah. Is it tough being like that, or what do you think? I manage. You get by? Yeah. That's nice. Any other shout-outs, Eric? Well, my cause, my cleats auction is going on right now. You could Ooh, bid on yes. those. Yes. You could own cost. a pair of Russell Wilson's cleats. Uh, Broncos executives. They're not cool. They're, they're, what are they? They're different. They're different. <laughs> they take they're a different chic. approach. They're chic. Yeah. Chic. Yeah. Nice. I like to be chic. Uh, the Broncos executives had their cleats. Shoes. Their shoes, yeah, that they designed, and they're also auctioning theirs yeah, off, too. Yeah, that was them, cool. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. It was a nice picture before the game. Condoleezza Rice. Yes. Gary uh, Walden-Penner. Greg Penner and Damani Leach. Their, their, sh- their shoes look cool. Very cool. A lot of work goes into designing those and getting those up and going. That's right. Yeah. Any other shout-outs, Phil? I think that that's it. I think so. Maybe next week, you know, there could be some more. I think that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, and then the week after that, we'll do. We'll probably more. do some more. So, for this week, you do one for Zoe or no? Yeah, of course, Zohair. Yeah, your Shout guy. Out, of course, he's a very close friend of the podcast. For all of us, he's all of our guy. That's true. Yeah, ours guy. Ours guy. Yeah. Back check Ben Swanson. True. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to just get off your chest here? Or are you just going to live around with the, you're going to keep it inside all your resentment and whatever else you got built up in there. I sound like the guy full of resentment. Yeah. I let, I just keep it real. Oh yeah. You know, I let it out here. I'm me. I'm genuine. 
And apparently that's not good enough for you guys. So you're just full of hate. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? I'm a, I'm a no, joyous I'm person. I'm a, I build up. If I was like Swanson, positive energy. Swanson, you're a great person and you're one of my best friends. Phil, he's different. What? And then I'm like, that's not a shot. Don't worry. What? I'm talking about fashion. I'm not talking about. What are you talking about? Inside. No, no, no. You, you're trying to make fun of me because of what I was saying about Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. I was just saying something about Swanson. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I got confused a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He diff. Yeah, maybe he's just built different. Yeah. He's got that dog in him. He's built different. <laughs> yeah. Back door. Okay. I'm going to say goodbye now. <laughs> All right. We'll be back on Monday exactly at 530. Yep. Okay. And we're going to be talking about Broncos victory. Yep. Which means a lot. Which means the Broncos are headed to the Super Bowl this year. Hopefully they don't say anything bad in the media. Yeah. And they're going to be like, well, I was listening to the neutral zone and Phil Milani. Yeah, said you that, better hope that they aren't listening to the neutral zone. <laughs> huh? You better hope they're not. Why? <laughs> I don't think we I said as anything. many listeners as we can get. Yeah. I hope they are. It's true. Yeah. Okay. That's going to do it for us for Reed upstairs, making this possible. Shout out. The big man upstairs. The big man upstairs. Reed for Bember Broncos. His final appearance on the show. <laughs> And Eric Dalala, I am Phil Milani, and you've been listening to The The Neutral Zone.